0: Happy Thursday, one and all. Welcome to CampCast. As you can see, my uh, my hair each week is getting more and more out of control. Please send help. Um, hairdressers in the UK are not going to open for another month, I think, the last time I checked. So, uh, yeah, I, maybe I'll do a DIY job, who knows. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode uh, with Susanna, who is a, a repeat guest and uh, and one that I'm very happy to welcome back at that. Um, we talk about all manner of topics. I'm not even going to list them now, but you can predict there's going to be some space, there's going to be some language, there's going to be some parsnips. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, don't forget that if you are interested in joining the Campfire Speaking Club, all you've got to do is pop over to the Campfire page on VK and you can use um, promo code CAMPCAST21, that's CAMPCAST21, uh, and you'll get a, a free lesson when you buy your first packet. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Okay. Three, two, one. Susie, how's it going?
1: Hi, hello. I'm very happy to be back actually. I'm good. How are you?
0: Yes, can't complain. Can't complain. This is my second podcast I'm taping today. I'm not messing around today. I'm not messing around. Got stuff to do. Sunday's like my my main admin day. So I record one or two podcasts. I, once I recorded three podcasts in a day. Nearly wiped me out. Um, then I plan all my lessons for the week. Um, and I organize my content. Sometimes I, I miss stuff, but, you know, I, like, for example, um, um, like I'll get, like, a Technical Tuesday text already written. This week's te- – no, next week's Technical Tuesday is about – I can't even remember what – ah, it's about, um, it's about the question why and other, other questions which you should not ask in the classroom. Um, now, Obviously, that's a generalization because there are some situations – when asking why is a good idea uh, and so the example i give in technical tuesday uh there's no spoilers because this technical tuesday will have already come out by the time this podcast comes out okay. um the um the example i give is for example <clears throat> a student asks um why in the text does it say um you know um uh, what was the hang on let, let me look it up
1: you, you mean you mean the grammar or content
0: Well, this mostly comes up with grammar. So basically, what I was getting at, I'm going to find the manuscript and I'll I'll actually say what I've written down. Um, What I was getting at is you know, those students who always ask why, even though if you tell them why, it's not going to help anything. So this always comes up with, um, for example, countable, uncountable, with like sort of elementary, pre-int level people. You always get one or two people who ask, Um, how many potatoes it's uncountable why is it countable in english why would it be any other way this question like where's the logic that's a stupid stupid question um and it's completely understandable i've asked it many times it's a really hard bias to get rid of this idea that the way that your language is structured that that's you know your your baseline level of logic As your base. This is, of course, how everything should be. And any other language I learn or any other way of looking at the world is by definition illogical if it deviates from my language. Um, The only thing you need to say in response if someone says that is countable and uncountable is almost entirely arbitrary. Not entirely, but it's about 75 percent arbitrary. And you know that because there are some words which describe the same object in the real world. You have two words, one is countable, one's uncountable. You know, yeah. uh, you, you could say, um, túfli, you could say, tapuchki, you could say, opuch. really, they, they describe the same thing, but one's countable, one's uncountable. It, shoes and footwear, you know, clothes and clothing. Um, this, this stuff really doesn't matter, um, but people always need to know why. Do you know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah but I thought I thought actually first of all you were talking about these students who kind of you know they they just ask why because they're in the habit of doing so and even if they answer if you answer they they will later on get back to you with some kind of but I actually googled and here is one instance of using this word differently so now I'm kind of why again Uh, yeah and then it's just like because I said so. Mm. (laughs) but but on the other hand i mean very often it's so mm, i don't know actually how to feel this i mean i'm I'm kind of i know how to deal with it but it it always bugs me like mm, my elementary students ask a question which is so valid and relatable but they're just not supposed to know it just there yet because otherwise it will be so overwhelming for them and you just Mm. keep it here like simple this is your level no no further on and and the same with the others like you know my upper intermediate words and and this and this and i know by so far for this level they don't have to know all these subtleties sure. if, if they are generally interested surely but i wouldn't spend the whole lesson doing this and you sure
0: know. well I, i'm not i'm not like afraid of teaching like if someone if it's like an elementary student asks me a question said about third conditional i'll tell them if, if you want to know I'll tell you yeah, um, I, there's not like like this is forbidden knowledge you can't this is the sacred text like I, I don't I don't take that approach but I know what you're saying there are some people who ask questions where I can tell you but it's gonna really confuse you trust me you don't want to know <laughs> you don't want to know the answer
1: yeah yeah this kind of thing like I don't know like say articles like is it always like know the in front of names and it's like well of course there is 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 that the even off you're talking about but you know, am I supposed mm-hmm. to tell you that now when you're struggling between, you know, single and plural? plural? So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do
1: you suggest? Ah, this is going to be in the podcast. What do you suggest against white questions?
0: No, so th- this is it's me- not in the podcast. This is one of my technical Tuesdays It's oh, yes, coming sorry, out yes, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so my um so the i just looked at my text now the example that i gave of like a good why question of a question that actually has a useful answer is um why in the text does it say um aren't i for example Mm. shouldn't it be amped i and that that's a good question that's a really good question and you can give an answer say look um it's really hard in english to pronounce amenita I, so for that reason, we, we default to aren't I. It's just, it's just one of those things for pronunciation. It's the same reason we don't say um, we don't say kipiatok, you know, we things. And if you give that answer, the student has learned something um, and they're not going to make that mistake again. Perfect. That's a perfect why question. And I give a couple of other examples like that. Mm-hmm. But people who ask ask the question why, simply for the sake of asking the question it's a useless question and it's a useless way of thinking as well um because the, the, it's the same as asking the question where's the logic <laughs> where's the logic stupid stupid question who told you that english is obliged to be logical
1: yeah, who told you okay that language.
0: or la- language in principle yeah of course language evolves almost entirely arbitrarily as 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 i've said um, many t- not again not entirely there are certain social forces on how language evolves but it's almost entirely random um and sort of the there's this expectation and again when i say it's a stupid question I- i'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone i asked this question all the time i was like this and then at some point i realized you need to stop asking this question because it has no answer and even if it does have an answer it's not the answer you need Sometimes there is an answer to that question. For example, some, some people could ask me, um, why is the word peas, as in garoshik, why is peas um, countable in English? Now, that actually has an answer. And I, I can tell you the answer if you want. The, um, the original word was peas, um, as in, um, how is this spelled? P-E-A-S-E, I think. I'm going to look that up. So the, the yeah, word used to be spelled. Yeah,
1: like... it should be.
0: Yes, P-E-A-S-E. P-E-A. That's how the word was like, spelled. Like it was an uncountable. Exactly, as, it, as in a peas pudding. As in, there's a, there's like a, child, a nursery rhyme, peas pudding hot, peas pudding cold, peas pudding in the cot three days old. Um, did I say in the cot? In the pot, I meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was an uncountable noun. Now, by the process of re-bracketing, um, people mistakenly thought that peas which sounds like it's a plural noun they thought oh that's the plural of p and that's how this word peas evolved from an uncountable noun into a countable noun so that that question why is peas countable has an answer if you really want to know um but again why are you asking that question um if, if i tell you the answer is that going is that going to teach you something apart from some curious etymological fact is that going to stop you making mistakes in the future it's it's um it's the wrong you're asking the wrong questions if you're asking questions like that yeah, what do you think
1: i think, I you think you're just a uh, you're sitting encyclopedia right now <laughs> <Are you not? laughs> yeah yeah i think that this is absolute i mean they're not stupid they're just they're not fruitful they they won't teach anyone they they just take your time so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So I mean, I can't I can't say whether I I am bothered as much with such questions. We're actually we're back to university. That's the news where we are finally released and we get, you know, we're trying to get back to normal offline. And now, like my my major challenge is just to keep them seated for 90 minutes. No question whatsoever. People are so used to know this kind of leisurely style. I don't know what, I think they, I'm under the impression they've been studying in bed all all those six months. Mm -hmm. So now it's so hard for them to, you know, just to keep themselves at desks.
0: What subjects subjects are you teaching?
1: English, general English, elementary, pre intermediate at university. And then it's English for special purposes, academic purposes for high levels. So for all of them, it's just so difficult to get back. On the one hand, they really wanted it. Uh, but but now that the distant learning is finished, everyone is just kind of you know very very like.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this uh, when you say special purposes? This English for making nuclear bombs.
1: Mm-hmm. We all know that's what you get up about to about in Dublin. Yeah. yeah okay, uh, not like I've got sociologists and psychologists and uh, biology. Uh, yeah, the ones the guys I told you about before, for example, the one who's doing mm, some samples for like for future Mars explorations. Uh, so it's radiobiology.
0: biology. Mm-hmm speaking mm-hmm. of Mars explorations did you see though um, what Ragwesian put on on his um, social media
1: I've I've uh, missed it I've only seen the 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 later on kind of the feed line was full of commentary but as far as I understand the first one was deleted the original or, or I think both
0: the- of them were so for anyone who doesn't know Ragouzian, um the head of Roscosmos, he put once the um, the NASA probe um, landed on on the surface of Mars he put up a photo it was a pretty funny photo um, who was it was it him in the photo? I can't remember now. Who was the guy in the photo?
1: I mean, I didn't see the photo. I only saw saw the comments later on, late at night uh, yesterday, today actually, like in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, and everyone's like, you know, discussing something. I imagine Ergozin has uh, put something, but now I don't. I don't see what it is. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, what's essential is it about? Is it a joke or?
0: Yeah. So he he just put like you know, um, the first he put like so you know when the the probe landed and the and the sort of. Um, um, what would you call it? Like the, the safe mode camera started working. And the first picture was this like white, you know, gray picture of, of the surface of Mars from in, inside the, um, the, the container of, of the satellite. Um, and Braguese didn't put like a picture. It was pretty funny. He put a picture on social media of, um, of someone peering in to the window. So in the first bit, I think it was a picture. I can't remember now. I think it was him. Um, and um, then he put up another picture um, and something like uh, and there was like loads of aliens standing there say, go home Americans With oh, yeah, yeah. That,
1: <laughs> that, that one I actually saw it's, it's in well in my version it said Yankee go home
0: mm, and yeah, yeah, there were a lot
1: of aliens yeah well that is funny I mean why, why not uh, yeah Yeah, Yeah, but I saw a lot of, again, like people, you know, negative comments and stuff, and I was like, okay, I have missed something. What I was actually more, well, first of all, I enjoyed the way, like, we we also watched this, uh, you know, the whole process, and we even celebrated with some friends of mine, been drinking... Uh, and and stuff and 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 later on was this like once it landed and the NASA did have this long kind of you know broadcast and they were discussing stuff and it's so much like this uh, way and it does relate to to your one of your technical tutors when they called her she and it's so nice and it's so Mm -hmm. sweet it does look better than he or it like she once she landed and like we waited for her to land so it's like it's incredible so yeah what i saw then on twitter was this yesterday was the released first in English social media and then in Russian kind of even translated like the whole post so with someone who uh, put a short video of uh, the mass environment and um, and even with the sound have you seen that? huge. Oh, no. yeah a huge scam like and there was some of someone who even claims to be at NASA uh, like here is the first kind of uh, image like the video short video plus a sound and it's kind of a sound of a wind and and then and I saw it already uh, like a couple of hours later in in the Russian media with the Russian text and everything and finally someone came back later some astronaut from NASA first and some and some uh, engineers from NASA came and and there were so many people already you know reposting it saying look so incredible and I was first under this impression like oh the first time I see Mars and then I was like hang on I have to check it really and I started mm. scrolling and I see that yeah it's not that it's uh, it's actually the images that were taken in November from another what do we have there another probe not not the perseverance and curiosity curiosity yeah. and of course there isn't any sound whatsoever it's just like thousands of pictures were taken and then came this engineer saying like i've been compiling thousands of these pictures for months trying to create just a short image and you put it as a videos and sound and stuff and it's like but so many people don't like like already you know jumped on the bandwagon and uh, you know and, and and believe it's true and i was like you can never trust anything these days.
0: yeah i think i think people are really like we we had a um a speaking club the other day about fake news and conspiracy theories and all this stuff <clears throat> and pe- people are really people are really pessimistic about and and no wonder are pessimistic about how social media is a platform which incentivizes the creation of fake news it incentivizes the spreading of conspiracy theories and outrage and woke politics and you know right-wing extremism and, and all the rest of it um and yeah that's a growing problem But I'm not as pessimistic as other people because, yes, there's been this um, huge spike in conspiratorial thinking and um, out of control fake news. But in response to that, there has also been a I suppose you'd call it a counterculture of fact checking, of um, pro scientific reasoning, of enlightenment thinking, of journalistic standards and integrity, which if, if you if you read like a newspaper article, like seven seven years ago and you ask the question um where's the fact checking on this what's the you know what what does reality check say bbc reality check or you know what um where's the sources why are the sources not indicated people think you're insane so it's like it's in the paper so it's true but these days that that doesn't happen papers and consumers of media have much much higher standards um and uh yeah i am not as pessimistic as other people basically the bottom line is if you get your news from facebook you're an idiot um <laughs> so mm. don't don't get your news from social media that's um that's all that needs to sorry if you do <laughs> no, I, no i know that you uh, don't
1: well i mean well these days you're bound to get everything from the social media yeah i think you're i mean when i was having i when i had this content uh, like based materials in my community about when we talked about computers and i did mm. borrow some material from a book like Computer Literacy for Children or something, I remember there somewhere at the end of the book there was kind of a a list of useful links and one of them was actually a site, a a website which which, uh, is essentially uh, about whether anything you've read is a fake or not so very often, if you want to check some information, I was I was surprised there is a, a site uh, already for that. Like you go and you 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 put something for there and you and you know chances are you will read that. Okay, yeah, it's true, or no, it's a fake. I don't know how they compile the data, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of exciting. On the other hand, speaking of Facebook, uh, and we did also have this discussion in in some of my groups, like whether these should be banned because they do promote this violence and you know the spread of fake news. I remember we discussed it with my PhD students a couple of years ago. That when we have this uh, revolution in Egypt, there was an article that it was uh, in, in many, I mean, in, in uh, most of it was actually promoted through social media. If if it hadn't been for Facebook, it probably wouldn't have you know happened that fast and wouldn't have spread.
0: Mm-hmm. That fast. Well, you could uh, say that about the entire Arab Spring. Is um... oh so, yeah. Yeah. So
1: what's the the question is should, should do you think the government should ban the internet once these things start happening?
0: Um, so this is this is another question which we discussed in our speaking club. Uh, so my essentially my answer is um, no, because Facebook and Twitter etc etc are private companies and the government has absolutely zero business telling companies what they can and can't do. Now, obviously, if laws are broken, that's a different question. Um, the internet should not be treated differently from real life. If I um, say something which is libelous, um, libel, just in case anyone doesn't know, is um, the the crime which, I, as it happens in the violin, has recently been uh, prosecuted for, of saying something damaging to someone's reputation. Um, if I say something libelous, if I make a direct call for violence, if I... So uh, then, of course, that's that's actionable. You can't do that. You can't, and I can't make a direct call for criminal damage as well. I, I you know, I can say all I want. Um, I think I think uh, Susanna is a Satanist, and uh, I think um, that she's evil and blah blah blah. I can say all that. I can say offensive things about you or about anyone else I want. But if I say, therefore, you need to go and throw a rock through her window, or therefore. Um, you know um you you need to go and attack her that's when it's illegal because it's a direct call for violence so there, there are a few caveats to freedom of speech sure now the question is but it's not that simple it's not that simple because um take like a coronavirus conspiracy theory right like this nonsense theory that for example 5g is causing coronavirus that bill gates wants to inject you with microchips so he can control your brain and all of that stuff um first of all if you believe that sort of stuff immediately turn off this podcast please i don't want your support <laughs> second second of all all jokes aside is that not an example of speech that can lead to harm is that not an example of speech which uh, can can lead to loss of life i would say that it is because you could probably and you could probably measure it. You could say, look, these conspiracy theories have been spread on Facebook um, and people believe them and they didn't get vaccinated or they, they didn't believe that coronavirus was true or, or real or whatever. And people died as a result. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, where do you draw that line and who decides where the line is? For example, for example, um, in the UK, we don't have a total freedom of speech like they do in America. America is actually the only country where it's legislated in the Constitution, the First Amendment, that the um, freedom of speech shall not be impaired. Now, I wouldn't say that the UK is is a particularly restrictive dictatorial country, but there are much stronger limits on freedom of speech. For example, hate speech is illegal. You can't say something racist, for example. And people of good taste, I think, would generally agree that saying racist things is bad. Should it be illegal? Oh, that's difficult because who decides what's racist? For example... If I say something critical of um, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, which I have done in the past, some people call that racist. What, you think black lives don't matter? What are you, some sort of racist? What are you, some sort of bigot? And so, you know, by some interpretations, I could be prosecuted for that. That's no bueno. That's no bueno. I think it should be. It's got unless you say categorically you've got to have absolute freedom of speech or not. Otherwise, you get a slippery slope kind of argument. You see what I mean? um but none of this takes away from the fact that twitter and facebook are private companies and it's none it for example um, donald trump trump getting banned from twitter if it were me personally yeah. i'm i'm you know a fan of freedom of speech i wouldn't have banned trump but it's not my decision um t- if twitter wanted they could ban all white men tomorrow it's that is they're a private company if you don't like it go and use another social media platform but again, it's not that simple. Sorry, I've been talking for so long. I'm just passionate about this. No, but I mean, I think? mean, yeah,
1: and I can totally relate to that. And now that you've mentioned Navalny, I actually remembered that uh, while I was reading these comments under the video about Perseverance, surely sooner or later, like somewhere around 50th uh, comment, fifty comments, it was already about Navalny and why he can't stop. <laughs> and then there was another comment like, Jesus Christ, I came here to read about Mars. Why are you starting about Navalny again? It's like, how are these related? doesn't matter you know people just are free to express themselves but mm-hmm. but you're right saying that yeah it it is a fine line uh, as to how harmful it is and what are they is is are the consequences direct or not to what extent they are direct but yeah the fact i think it it, actually, it is worrying the fact that so many people mindlessly just follow whatever they read and you know they, we, we are talking about critical approach these days but i don't i don't see that there's anything improving on this side.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm more optimistic than you, I think, I, in, in this regard. I, 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 think, I think it's the, the culture is improving in terms of, um, you know, for example, I don't know about Russia, but certainly in the UK, kids now learn this at school. Kids are taught how to navigate social media safely, obviously from a child protection standpoint, because um, there's lots of creepy people online, God knows, but also how to how to interpret news, how to fact check. Kids are taught this stuff at school these days, which I'm 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 all for. I think educating the populace is is you know priority numero uno. And okay. then everything else just trickles down from that. Oh,
1: that's nice. Yeah, that that's a great move, actually. I think. Well, then, well, if you have already adopted this, chances are we're gonna have it on board anytime soon as well. Well, yeah,
0: who who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um getting back to what I what I said about, you know, if, if you don't like Twitter, then you can just get off Twitter. Um Now to sort of contradict what I just said, um, it's not that simple because I can go ahead and say that, but you know, what do I mean by that? There's not really any alternatives to Twitter. Um, And if they are, they are very quickly shut down. Happens all the time. so what we want is a free market on the internet. We want a free marketplace of ideas, a free marketplace of platforms. Say, so look, um, this social media company, they let you say whatever you want. This social media company is much more conservative. You you, you can you can say certain things, but they'll ban you if you say something too radical or, or whatever, that's what we want. But it's not very, if you try and set up a social media platform tomorrow, no way, there's no way you're gonna be able to do it. If um, if if you let on the wrong people onto your social media platform, like what happened with um, oh, what's the oh, I've forgotten what it's called now, but there was this um like alternative to Facebook or alternative to Twitter, um, which suddenly grew in popularity um because it was anti-censorship. That was the whole idea. Um, and people like Trump went on it, and you got a lot of white supremacists, right-wing guy. There was also some, you know, normal people on there as well. But guess what happened? It got blocked. Google took it off the Play Store. Apple took it off the App Store. You know, um, it's it's much more difficult than you might think um, to make. A, you know, but again, this is not an argument for government intervention. This is an argument for a free market. You need a freer market. If you can, if you can solve a problem with less freedom rather than uh, rather than more freedom, um, I suppose that's your only choice. But if you can solve it with more freedom rather than less freedom, that's that should be your default, I guess.
1: Uh, I mean, are, are you at all optimistic about the free market? Because I don't think we have any of these days. I mean, even with the Twitter itself, let alone all the competition, these like strategies they've devised, the content you're now given depends on your search and everything. You've got this smart, so like you won't even see some content on Twitter unless it is somehow, you know, closer to you in terms of, I don't, I don't know, your interest or geography or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, Just so a- little these days I, I think it's just an illusion that we are free to choose information we, we're incredibly limited
0: that's that's exactly what i'm saying that i no, i'm not optimistic about the uh, we, just to clarify we're talking about the free marketplace of ideas yeah not about the
1: economy uh yeah yeah the ideas and the, not, not not only in, in the way you express yourself but actually the content you get is now generated by by these subtle strategies which are you know pre-programmed mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and these days twitter and facebook they all have it like you will only be given the news that are ah, either somehow related to your interests your previous searches or the the area you live in so mm-hmm. it's not exactly as it used to be say 5 10 years ago
0: yeah no a- absolutely i'm i'm also um, worried about that um, and just to clarify so what susie's talking about here it's not as it's not only stuff like targeted ads it's like i, I searched for some you know uh, search for some shoes and now i'm getting only shoe adverts no it's it's deeper than that it's for, for example um, have you seen the social dilemma on netflix oh yeah yeah so the example they give there is google is different depending on which part of the country you're in so for take take america for example if you're in like a kind of northeast um, sort of east coast you know blue state that's to say a democratic state um and you type in climate change this like suggests that you know when google like auto completes the sentence for you um, it says, you know, it's always stuff like, you know, what can we do to help climate change? What can we do to combat climate change? If you try that same search in Texas, you'll get like, is climate change real? Is climate change a hoax? Is climate change fake? Um, and it, that's not to say that the information is hidden in Texas or hidden in the East Coast, but it's ordered in a different way. Do you ever click off the first page of Google? I don't. <laughs> I don't look at the second page of search sure. results.
1: Yeah, yeah, Prioritize in a different way and mm. it is not prioritized by by yourself
0: so mm-hmm. yeah so to answer your question am i opt- am i optimistic about the way that information is curated and presented and manipulated to play on our psychological um weaknesses no i'm not and i'm i'm quite worried about that however my my solution is to make a freer marketplace online to allow new social media companies Um, the chance to popularize themselves without getting banned instantly. The problem is we've got a monopoly right now. Uh, And that's, again, it's no bueno because when you get monopolies, that's when you get people controlling the narrative, controlling the dialogue. Um, So rather than government intervention, what I would like to see is a freer market, not a less free market. I don't think regulation is the key. Um, I think more freedom is the key. Um, if, for example, if you wanted to start a social media company tomorrow, um, saying, look, our, our whole philosophy is we don't manipulate data, we don't manipulate searches, we'll show you adverts, sure, we've got to make money, but they're not going to be targeted, um, you know, and we're going to be completely honest and not be sneaky with your personal data like Facebook sometimes is, um, good luck. Because you, you need to jump through all of their hoops. And if they think that you're going to threaten their monopoly, they'll they'll find a way to block you, ban you, take you off the app store. And that'll be that. And the monopoly continues. Um, so, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of that sort of mm. stuff.
1: Yeah. There is some some new kind of thing. I, I've heard it a couple of times already. My students have mentioned. Some, th- some kind of a... I don't even know whether it's a social... Is it a new network inside or something? Like when it's... A, it's more than TikTok and like some videos, and you can join, and then you can share something when you're allowed. Kind of basically something online going on instantly as a stream for a short period. Have you? I can't remember the name. Have you heard? Oh yeah maybe clubhouse because um, I, I i haven't tried it so i have no idea what it looks like but just
0: as a student um a student mentioned this to me recently as well um if if i've got the the correct um answer clubhouse as i understand it is you you need to be invited to join it that's the whole idea so it's kind oh, of right. like a, an elite social media company which yeah. um, doesn't particularly interest me that's kind of know, yeah. kind of pretentious yeah. um so that. you you get invited and it's like it's like a london gentleman's club you've got two Invitation. You can invite two other people, right. so it's very it's very much restricted. Um, but you know, like with all these things, you know, you can go online and buy a membership very easily. So um, yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's just I'm I, I'm figuring out like how how um, popular are they going to be soon? For well, if,
0: if this mon- if this monopoly keeps going with um with Facebook and Twitter then uh, and YouTube and and all the all the big guys then um not very long, not mm. very long. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So, um, let's revisit our favorite topic, shall we? Um, <laughs> Which one? I, I would like to organize a parsnips conference.
1: Ooh, where? That? Online? I don't
0: know, somewhere. So, where was Pasternak born?
1: Yeah. um i'm not
0: that good at oh i missed his birthday by the way because i was going to do yeah. i was thinking like oh, i'm going to do like some sort of special post for pacific's birthday uh, it'll be super funny i'll do something about parsnips about president whatever uh it was the 10th of february so i missed it by like one week um because we're recording this on the 21st of february so i missed it um so i have to wait another year before i can do that post but i don't know like i just think it would be it's not even it's not for development it's not for learning anything it's performance art it, it would be it would be a, a protest in conference form, um, a protest against the whole idea of classroom censorship, the whole idea of the parsnips, um, you know, mentality, uh, which I which I detest, as I know you do as well. I, like, wouldn't it be funny to have a, a conference where there's big photos of Presidente on the wall? We're all eating parsnips at the break time and we're discussing <laughs> controversial stuff. Um, yeah, do think like, anyone would attend?
1: Uh, yeah I mean, I would be you know go along, but I think we we do both of us sound quite unanimous, so what kind of debate are you going to have there?
0: It doesn't have to be a debate, it can just be a gathering of people who want to talk about controversial stuff. you know does it have to be a debate? Well, I guess you could make it super interesting by you know you could invite like a bunch of um Navalny people and a bunch of Putin people and just watch them duke it out yeah it think? could be fun well,
1: I do have some some students and uh, you know. They, 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 they kind of their, their preferences are pretty pronounced, and every time I make sure like the row doesn't start at least in my classroom. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: but um, in which direction
0: are they pronounced, or would you rather not say? uh,
1: I mean, no. I mean, like for example, like a couple of years ago, I I had a student who was so pro-Putin. I mean, uh, I have nothing against it whatsoever. It's just that the rest of his group couldn't care less. And he, you know, whenever he was given a chance to speak or anything, it was only about that. Uh, Putin and stuff and everything and patriotic stuff and, you know, like flags everywhere and his social media was full of these things. and they yeah, must- That's what i no
0: no disrespect to anyone who, who you know, because there's nothing wrong with being proud of your country and being proud of your history and your heritage, of course. But there's this, it's I, I always call it uh of Novo Mozga is what I call it. It's when, when it goes too far, when when you are so patriotic that you just throw reason and logic out of the window. That's that's too much.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what, what was with him. And uh, and they did have since they were you, they, there was a group of twelve very, you know, m- boys and they were all pretty energetic. So they had the scandals and drows and everything. And now that some, day, some years passed and, and he has become calmer and they have become lenient and everyone is like, oh, okay, it's our journey and he's like, you know, he'll be mm-hmm. doing stuff. And he's already like, yeah, actually I was stupid, you know, back in the days. I'm not that into mm-hmm. it. So it's fun. But now we've got a new generation. Those who say uh, we should all go um, and take part in meetings. And my a little bit older students who say, uh, oh, we actually couldn't bother because it was too far to walk and we didn't attend anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that, that's my
0: stance. Now here's here's an interesting moment. When you teach at university, you are you're a, you're essentially a government employee, under mm. the Ministry of Education. Now the the Ministry of Education can and is very often used as a political tool and as a tool for the the um what's it, the, the sort of body politique to suppress oppositionist views for example and that goes for other ministries as well that goes for the healthcare system for um you know civil servants you know saying um anyone who takes part in um unsanctioned um protests unsanctioned meetings um can be uh, expelled from university um what was what's your thoughts about? have you had any um directive to do so or um would you feel I don't know, comfortable talking about protests and stuff in your class. I'm not. I'm not saying that you uh, are like super pro-libertarian or whatever. Um, but
1: I actually, my my stance towards politics is really I couldn't care less. I think uh, politics is for those who really know what it is. Uh, I think uh, it it should be delivered and discussed by people who have education in it, who know history well. And I'm not that kind of person, so I don't care about politics just for the reasons that I th- and that I haven't even ever voted in my life. <laughs> Just because I know, I know it's not good of me as a citizen, but I think I have no right because I I have no idea what's happening there. I I have no critical approach whatsoever. It's like this guy, you know, there is kind of this stand-up comedy, and there was this guy, and he's like, eventually, like at the end of the day, I'm just kind of this empty, you know, bucket, and and the information just falls into me. Like I'm watching Navalny, and it's like, oh, good man. And then I'm watching somebody else, and he says, "But there are some questions to Navalny," and he's like, "Yeah, they are." But then again, I'm watching somebody else who says Navalny is a great man. And I was like, "Yeah, he is." And then again, there will be something. But he's a bit suspicious. Is he from America? Oh, yeah, that might be the case. So
0: from America. <laughs> kind of- Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit too far into the conspiratorial. <laughs> well, oh yeah,
1: kind of. But, yeah, you know, yeah. So- so I actually, maybe it's not a good thing of me, but I, I don't think I'm in the right power. And I actually think that that opinion, well, I mean, elections should be organized. I would rather it be organized by educated people where, you know, the representatives probably of some communities have the right to vote, but they're kind of educated and, you know, politically informed and everything. So not you, me, you
0: are a fan of feudalism? <laughs> as, as we had in the 11th century. I, no, I'm a fan
1: of monarchy. I think my country will only survive if there's something close to Stalinism, actually, well. because as long as you give people choice, it is just random. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in our soul. I don't know. You've, you've been in Russia for long enough. I mean, you can't, can't you relate to that? I mean, uh, for some reason, we're not there yet to be able to you know explore this freedom fully. With Many of us, I'd rather just be given you know very precise instructions and boundaries
0: um i i take this kind of stuff with it with a pinch of salt um so oh. you 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 know my um you know my thoughts on like the the famous russian mentality you know my my critique oh, yeah, of that yeah. phrase right um so the, the kind of, uh, for people who haven't heard me talk about this before, um, the, I, I, at no point am I saying that there's no such thing as a Russian mentality. Of course there is, it would be stupid for me to say otherwise, but I often feel like people use this phrase Russian mentality when they have no other arguments and they kind of abuse this phrase and they use it like to, to sort of, you know, it's an argument from authority. Um, another, a similar um, illogical trick that people play is and the kind of uh, Russian mentality 2.0 is Russia's not ready for that. Russia's not ready for it. Um, and w- what do you mean? Explain exactly. People who say that what Russia's not ready for democracy. Russia's not ready for freedom. Russia's not ready to legalize cannabis. Russia's not ready for gays. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Why? Let's have a principled discussion. It's um, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I do look like I'm overgeneralizing stuff. And actually, you know, at, at heart, I believe we are far more democratic than, than some other areas, like even yours, for instance, because they do say we have no freedom of speech or we have nothing. And I was like, well, you haven't seen what's going on there. We actually do. Mm-hmm. It's just that you perceive it from a different perspective. So that's why I can't, I, don't, I mean, I don't think we are not ready for democracy or anything. I think we do have it, but with our certain Russian flair. <laughs>
0: yeah, Russian style <laughs> democracy. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I'm, we, we, freedom of speech is is, um, is obviously a very, um you know, obviously we're, we're both very concerned about it. And you know, I, it's very hard to argue. I think that Russia has more freedom of speech from a legislative perspective, but from a social perspective, I kind of see what you mean. Because if I go to my, for example, my work, and mm. I, you know, start talking about Black Lives Matter, or I talk about, you know. Um, other things which are you know politically incorrect I, in you know very big danger of losing my job that's no joke um could i imagine that happening in a russian company no way but again it depends what you're talking about um if i go into a into my my work and i start criticizing the you know the church of england nothing's going to happen let me see what happens yeah. if i try and cr- uh, criticize the orthodox church again something that I, that i have done before <laughs> and will continue to do um so yeah i take your point it depends what you're talking about but from a from a state perspective from a legislative perspective it's very hard to argue that i think that that russia has absolute freedom of speech and again i'm not saying we do the only country that really has it enshrined in law is the united states and even then look at what's happening um with you know people getting deplatformed and cancel culture and all of this you know um social justice outrage so i think no one's got it right no one's got it right. Um, it's a difficult issue, for sure.
1: Yeah. So i um, back to your question, by the way. I mean, the university. Yeah, surely we're subject to whatever the minister of, of Education tells us. But uh, I'm kind of lucky. First of all, the area we live in is pretty different uh, because this this International Institute for Nuclear Research. There are a lot of people from different countries. And surprisingly, I don't know how they keep going, but the city, when they vote, uh, it's actually not the Putin who usually wins, it's it's normally the, um, for some reason, maybe because this was the, you know, back in the days the city was pro-communist so communist party is still yeah in full swing here and and we're kind of not punished much like you know because everywhere of course it will be like you and everything mm-hmm. yeah so here it's a little bit you know uh I, I don't care attitude and when we have the meetings uh so yeah they, they may sometimes like send you the letters like please go and vote we we insist but because you know they need people but like i've never been and no one has done anything mm-hmm. and there was never anything like meetings or stuff for instance so i mean it is always you you may feel it is kind of you know enforced, but actually if you don't want to take part in anything you, it's okay no
0: one sure it. sure yeah. it's uh it's more more of a polite problem i
1: might uh, yeah i might show you our biggest meeting so you'll understand what it looks like so this was Because I have this picture, I use it in my (laughs) classes. Like, this is the biggest meeting we had uh, in, 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 in my city. You'll see the mayor here in front, and he's kind of politely chatting with people. And the overall impression after this picture is just basically only, as we call it, like lazy people who have no work and responsibilities take part in this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's um
1: the, the overall stance of people i know here yeah we do have some kind of nice you know young people who want to express themselves but, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. common stance of everyone else is just he has nothing to do really mm-hmm. why why don't you go to work why are you standing in front of you know any like the in front of the what we call it the car, uh, mm-hmm. with a, with some kind of poster
0: yeah yeah the, and that that's a valid point that's a valid point there are some people who Simply like like we discussed last time um, about you know civil disobedience you know like yeah. my friend said about the student fee hike protests um, there are some people who do that but again if if a protest um, you know if they're protesting about something valid that may be true but it's not an argument and you've got to, that, that's why I don't like protests because the protest is always bigger than the issue like I said last time I, I that's not how I choose to express myself politically and I've never been to a protest for that for that reason um the thing let's let's get on to the shall we because that's the sort of elephant oh, yeah. in the elephant in the room elephant in caesar um the, so see if you agree with me here i um, so i'm i'm not even interested in the from a political perspective I'm, i mean i'm i politically i don't really align with him um that much some things i agree with him about some things i do not um but as a, as a socio, socio-cultural phenomenon, um, Navalny is nothing original. And this is what I'm worried about, this is what I'm most worried about, is that Russia, again, is falling into the same trap of cult of personality. I can't believe that Russia hasn't learned its lesson now. And I say this from a place of love, but for god's sake you need to diversify your democracy it's the same with lenin like when he flew into was it vnukov or or sherek in the end he flew into i can't remember
1: uh originally they were supposed to be vnukov and then it was changed to sheremetyevo
0: well, oh i thought it was the other way around oh, okay.
1: was it the
0: I, I, whatever i mean the, the main thing at least Buzova arrived safely that's the main thing <laughs> the, the, oh, when, yeah. when he when he mean. was landing in the plane it was like lenin coming to the finsky Vauxhall. it's, it's exactly. the same damn thing the same with stalin with khrushchev the same with um with with putin and, and now like everyone is saying oh my god the 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 savior the savior is back the one person who can stand up to to putin the one person in all of russia who like can you not hear the sa- it's the same thing It's the same thing who say that putin's the only person who can rule russia anyone who's got any sense knows that that's a stupid thing to say of course not only putin can rule russia um but this the same thing is true about all of these navalny supporters not only navalny can can counter the the, the system um I can't believe it's happening again. Do you, do you agree? Do you think that it's another cult of personality thing happening?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, as much as I'm ignorant and mostly what I know about Navalny and all this is from memes again. I normally get <laughs> all my memes in political sphere from memes. And then I have to, okay, let, now I'll go and check what was going on there in real life. Mm. Uh, I, but it, I, it is definitely, it looks like a really like well-played repeated script <laughs> for again mm. and again. Yeah, it, it, it does have this play. And I don't know what will will make it change it. Uh, it's not about a figure. It, it can't be one figure who will change it. And it's not about this protesters standing no, no matter how many like in numbers. I mean, there really has to be a shift in the mindset, but I don't know how to achieve it.
0: Um, yeah, good, good luck. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not optimistic. It's the, it's the, say, the same thing um, over and over again, the same cycle repeating itself. and and that's not to say that russia isn't improving overall as a country um i'm not arguing that it is by the way i think it definitely was until about 2007 2008 and then things started to level off a little bit um but even if we've got like you know bardak with 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 our political system or sorry your political this is the thing i've spent most of my adult life in russia so i very much identify with this stuff and and i i feel um you know, a spirit of of brotherhood and kinship with Russians because, you know, I, I think I I soaked in a little bit of the Russian soul myself. L- listen to me, I sound like a Russian for God's sake. <laughs> I you know, I I soaked in a bit of it and and, you know, the Russian people's pain is my pain. Um, not one for one. Obviously that would be super arrogant for me to say living in a different country. And like I, I you know and, and again I didn't grow up in Russia in the nineties and I don't know what it's like um, to to you know to live in, in a country that's just um changed its whole political structure uh, i don't know what any of that's like but i i feel um, solidarity and brotherhood with the russian people and and you know i as as any normal person i think wants what's best for the country and i think the you know the country can can certainly make improvements even if we've got um you know all of this nonsense happening in the political system uh it doesn't help <laughs> to have you know crony capitalism and to have Um, corruption at the high levels of government but um you know i i hope that people can just continue to make progress open businesses um write books create art and um hopefully the rest of it will sort itself out i don't know
1: yeah it's a good hope and actually now uh, although it's also pessimistic in a way don't you agree that people do thrive in you know writing stuff and creating when they are actually limited yeah like even with uh, in, and everything you know that
0: in in some way um you can't i'm not saying add... this is
1: what i would like to see in the nearest future but
0: mm-hmm. Th- this um this is this is an old idea in um ah oh, this is somewhere in the bible i can't remember it's not a, it's a christian idea an old christian idea that that there are two there are two ways that you could that you could possibly have of, of construing reality there's there's um for example god what the in the christian understanding the definition of god is uh, everything is the alpha and the omega everything mm-hmm. that can be cannot be and ever was and ever will be in in all, all of time all of space everything the universe and not the universe just everything possible at the same time, that's God. That's that's the, the one interpretation, Christian thought, of, of what God means. And then there's um our reality, our human reality, which is by definition um limited. Um, and then the, the existentialist, um, you know, what people like um you know Dostoevsky and stuff, that their um um solution to, to the problem of life is that life is utter chaos is catastrophe um everything everyone you know will die you will die most likely slowly and in pain um everything you own will be lost everything will turn to dust we know this and that's what gives life meaning the fact that you you cannot have meaning without limitation because if you are in that first godlike state then everything is true and untrue at the same time for all time in all space so there is no possibility of having any meaning. But the moment that you introduce limitation into your life, mm. suddenly I, I go into a library, right? And I look at all the books and you can do this calculation. I can calculate, you know, more or less when I'm gonna die. Um, if I look at statistics and I look, look at my lifestyle, I can calculate that, well, I'm gonna die, what? 85, let's say, for example, if I'm lucky. And I can calculate, okay, I can read, um, you know, a book in what, two weeks, let's say if I tried my my absolute best to read this library, I could read a teeny tiny percentage of it. Now that's that's quite sad. You know, there's there's no way I'm going to read all the books. I'm not going to watch all the films. I'm not going to speak to all the people. Um, but again, if you had an infinite lifespan, I don't think you'd do it either because you're like, ah, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. That's a good so, point. Yeah, me, the, the, I suppose the existentialist um, solution is limitation creates meaning and what you need to do is live your life in such a way so as to justify your existence to say look this is bad this is really bad um everyone's going to die everything is dust everything is doom but can i can i live my life in such a way that it's it's better than not existing and i think i think um that's what i try to do i'm sure you try to do the same Oh, i don't want to get all uh, all depressive on you but,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, oh i love the way you put it and now with the limitations there's so much rings the bell i mean i've got a speaking session in in uh, more than in about half an hour and my pack is not ready yet so i guess limitation will boost my creativity eventually mm. yeah but um so yeah that's why i'm saying no you were talking about these writers and stuff and uh, and all these great minds i do think that they 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 perform their best when they are when they do face certain limitations, Mm -hmm. neither funding or social activities or anything. Mm. Well, there we go. Oh, geez. We're so philosophical today.
0: I know, right? We didn't even speak about English. (laughs) Probably should have done. All right, whatever. Whatever. It's CampCast. You can speak about what you want. Freedom of speech reigns on CampCast.
1: That's what I like about it. So what about the conference? Are we organising any time soon?
0: Probably not. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. Um, But again, it's... um, I, I I love, 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 love the idea of organising a conference essentially as one big joke. <laughs> the idea of oh, organising yeah. a conference to talk about parsnips, to eat parsnips in the break time, it's performance art. I love it. Yeah, love me it.
1: too.
0: All right. Well, we can we can work on that. And uh, everyone, come to the Presidenac conference in uh, 2025, probably at this rate. Uh anyway, I can feel the elbow in the ribs. I know that you want to go and prep for your class. So and we've been going for about an hour anyway. So uh, I think we are we are hot to trot, as I believe the kids are saying these days. Um so, <laughs> no, no <laughs> I, I say that. All right.
1: No, I actually love it a lot. And I don't know, how come the time flies so fast? I would love to keep going just forever.
0: Well, this Master. is, uh, yeah, this is a, a fourth dimension time warp kind of, kind of vortex, uh, as we've discovered. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks very much for coming uh, back on the show and, uh, enjoy your class and your, uh, your dinner. Where, where are you going to some restaurant you said?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a restaurant. So that's why For those of you who are watching it don't get, you know, scared. I, I've got far too much makeup on me right now, but <laughs> I, I so, myself do yeah, not. Just...
0: So I'm, I'm balancing out the, uh,
1: in that case you're staying at home so yeah thanks very much for having me and i hope we'll come up with some new projects probably later on Uh, i'm falling behind with some of your technical tuesdays but i've been thinking of creating some new packs for listening as well
0: i love them a lot. yeah for those of you who
1: haven't listened to those please go to mike's page go to mike's page and just listen to everything he has to say (laughs) very entertaining i mean and informative
0: well, thank you very much for that little plug. And obviously the same goes for uh, Susanna's page. Uh, don't think, just subscribe.
1: Yeah,
0: or take me to a restaurant. Or both. As they say.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Thanks again. And uh, see you when I see you. Yeah. yeah cool. Okay. Ciao. <laughs>